When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thank you to Rocket Money and HelloFresh for sponsoring this video. All right, though, that was super fun. I got to say, you know, I mean, there there are certainly elements of Adam Sandler's humor that aren't, you know, necessarily 100% my flavor if I'm just going for, you know, what I'm gravitated toward. But uh, but I really enjoyed this experience, and, I, and I'd heard people say over the years that it was, you know, like a surprisingly good one or surprisingly affecting, and I can definitely see that here. This got me a little misty-eyed at a couple points, especially toward the end. Um, and, yeah, it's like, you know, I, I was saying earlier, this this reminds me of, of I think it was a Goosebumps or, or something. I mean, you know, like the, the idea of a remote control that controls real life is not, you know, the most crazy concept for a bunch of people to arrive at independently but but yeah like I, I like what this made out of that and the cautionary tale that this became and the way that it is essentially like a Scrooge story by the end of it you know you're seeing the error of your way personified in the past in the present in the future with slightly less of you know the specific structure that that has but yeah you have this otherworldly spirit who shows up here and there in Christopher Walken who I really enjoyed as like sort of the you know, the lead, not 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 lead supporting character, because obviously you have a bunch of other lead supporting characters who are more, you know, who share more screen time, who are like the prominent figures in uh, the Sandler character's life. Um, but yeah, having him as this sort of main sort of, um, I don't know, this magical character existing on the periphery, popping up every now and again. Like I said, it kind of reminded me of like Don Knotts in Pleasantville, the, the TV repairman. But if he spent more time in the movie uh, than he does in that particular film. And yeah, just like the way he brought his unique walkininess, uh, I thought was really well pitched and attuned because obviously you get Christopher Walken when you want Christopher Walken. And in this movie, he's doing, you know, very much doing his, his walking, his, his timing, his specific. And uh, and yeah, he's doing he's leaning into his unique cadence. And I think that, yeah, with the look that they have him in, he's just this perfect you know, um, midway point between this whimsical sort of impish figure and plausibly, you know, the, the spirit of death, <laughs> essentially. And uh, and I like that that's what it became. Like, I do appreciate when a movie, especially a movie like this, any kind of 
you know, comedy that's going for a high concept or something that does, you know, uh, uh, bring with it sort of an innate cautionary tale of some kind. Like, I like when we can shift over into, you know, seriousness when it's appropriate for the story, when it's appropriate for the action. And uh, and I thought this managed to do that. You know, obviously there are so many things and it's such an enticing concept in general. There's so many things that we would love to skip past in life. Certainly like traffic being, uh, you know, like the, the first rung of that ladder. I think everybody would be like, man, if I could just fast forward the traffic experience, like, you know, that'd be great. Uh, you know, especially when you're sitting, you're not going anywhere. Like, I like a drive, but, you know, you get what I mean. And, uh, and yeah, coming in with the fun of the concept and, you know, the promise of, yeah, idealizing your life by skipping all the boring bits and getting right to the good stuff or getting right to the thing you've been anticipating. It's something that, yeah, would entice anybody, I think, or most people, but could easily go wrong and enhance enhance your worst qualities and I think that across the board they did a nice job of of that you know at first like the whole thing of getting to the remote and the fact that they have like a billion remotes around it did kind of feel like a a bit of a random plot thread to get us there like a mechanic specifically designed to get us there rather than you know a real part of the story or part of the characterization like the 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 sweets and stuff the the cakes and the twinkies like that felt more ingrained even though even still that kind of felt like a like just a I don't know it could have been anything like it, it does come back and there are elements of like oh man you know like you're really unhealthy and you got fat or you know you had heart attacks or whatever and you're like it comes I think most into focus as you know a, a real part of the you know array of things happening within the character when it turns out that yeah like his son has grown up you know to be a heavier set guy or whatever that is and and you know that it's probably because of this mostly cake and sweets based, you know, eating I mean, like it's a miracle that the sad of Sandler character and, and everyone around him doesn't have like diabetes or something just because it seems like all he eats are Twinkies. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Having these different elements kind of come together to inform you know, uh, along with the obvious of he's really dedicated to his work and he's always prioritizing that over everything else. And I thought they did a nice job of drawing that portrait as well, uh, because, you know, again, there are a lot of things that kind of recur in some of these movies or or in, you know, like business place comedy or, or movie about a guy who's consumed by work and business, you know, and who needs to, you know, take a step back and, and recognize the little things and the important things about life and, and to honor the people around him, not just, you know, the climb up the social and or, uh, you know, economic ladder and all that stuff. And yeah, I thought they personified that nicely and they did a good job of starting out in a pretty grounded place where, yeah, this guy is a bit of a mess. He's, you know, got at least time management problems. He's, he's a bit of a, you know, he's got clutter all around and he's, you know, still holding down this high level architecture. Like, it is funny. Like, I get what people are, are pointing out when they laugh about, you know, these tropes of Adam Sandler movies in that, like, yeah, he's this schlubby kind of wise ass dude who somehow manages to have, like, the most gorgeous wife ever, always, this time Kate Beckinsale, who I really liked in this, too. I mean, I, I feel like those are characters that can fall by the wayside or, you know, not... I mean, it's not like she gets 
a million moments to really explore this character and, you know, really unpack her life. But as where this character is positioned, I thought she brought a lot of just lovely presence to it. And I really believed her. And you've got to, you know, kind of immediately love this person and want to see the best for them, along with the kids. Kids are easier because they're cute. Um, but yeah, you got to really kind of feel for his family and you've got to be able to feel for her when she's going through the different, you know, trials that this dude presents her kind of constantly. And yeah, the way that sort of all that compiles the transition into the beyond section, which again, like I thought that was, it was fun. Like, I, I don't think they're trying too hard to trick you. Like it's in the editing. It's in the way the the quality of the picture changes when he rolls over on the bed and the colors are a little different. The lighting's a little different. He goes into the beyond section and obviously it has this heightened Again, everything's bigger on the inside. You know, like it's clearly a bit whimsical and fantastical. And I don't think that they're really trying to They're. I don't think that they're trying to sell it like it's not a dream. I think they're just counting on the fact that you'll eventually forget about that. And I kind of did, you know, like eventually they cut back and you're like, oh, OK, yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a nice conceit and a good way to, again, honor the fact that this is a bit of a, it's funny. I just watched The Mask, which almost had this. There are elements of that in a, in a different way that were reminding me or hearkening toward It's a Wonderful Life. And then here. You know, I was thinking very much of of, yeah, some kind of Scrooge scenario. Um, and especially, again, because it's this guy who is there are a bunch of different ways to do this. But this takes the scope of, you know, a guy who is just dedicated to his business, to his job, to a fault. And again, that's something that I think is very relatable where people are like, I, I just I got to go hard on this because, you know, one more, one more, one more, and then we'll be able to rest. And then I'll have an assistant who can handle half this stuff. And then we will have the time. Then we will have the time later. And that's a really hard thing. And like, you know, being in an independent operation like a YouTube channel often puts you into positions like that. And, and we are lucky enough here to be in positions where we don't have to be as like, you know, immediately on top of stuff and like rushing around and like on call all the time. But there's still that, you know, that persistent, I think, across life, no matter where you work or, or you find your you know living being made, there is that hazard of, you know, worrying that it's all going to go away and that, you know, if you don't do what you're doing now, you're going to, you know, lose it all or it's going to decrease or, or uh, you know, uh, uh, flail in some way because of that. You know, I think that's a very easy place to get to. And, and the fact that you need to sacrifice and we live in a culture that incentivizes you to priority that kind of equates all of your worth and value into your job and how productive you are and, you know, how, your ability to pay for things and conduct money efficiently. You know, like it's it is the irony of like any piece of especially big scale corporate art telling you to, you know, step back, look at what's important, be with your family when this is in and of itself like a giant product that, you know, a bunch of people probably worked insane hours to make. So like there's a ton of irony in these kinds of stories or, or like uh, Christopher Robin came to mind early on in the movie. And that's another one of those where it's like, <laughs> thanks, Disney. Like, I, like it, it works in isolation. I like that movie even. But yeah, it's always that funny thing of like, OK, massive business corp who like have of this half of these characters basically are the people working in places like that who aren't taking this advice but that also are putting out a movie with this message you know it's it's kind of fun and ironic but um but yeah i, I liked 
the overall cast and there are like so many recognizable faces I feel like we're getting to that point this is like 2006 right so we're getting to that point past that early heyday of like you know Sandler joints when he was probably what fresh off the SNL cast now we're more into like well ingrained Adam Sandler big screen presence uh, you know again we're solidifying the tropes of the Adam Sandler movie and I like some of those things and other of those things you know you feel the kind of the where in the stretch marks of time, you know, moments where you're like, oh, okay, this this hasn't maybe aged quite as well, or this sensibility maybe doesn't fly as uh, brazenly as it does, you know, in a in a time such as this, you know, that stuff doesn't fly as much now. You know, you get to the the harassment seminar. I was like, oh god, what way is this gonna go? And you know, it's relatively innocuous, but it is still kind of like different from the sensibility with which we approach those things these days. Um, and, and you know. You have like the Rachel Dratch character transitioning into being a man, uh, which thankfully the movie doesn't spend too much time on and isn't too disrespectful about, even though it is ultimately played for a joke and it it is supposed to be some kind of like, what is happening kind of thing. Um, But also it's not so much that you can't just be like, well, maybe she's maybe he's happier like this and, and we're good at that. You know, we're good with that. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't. That's me filling in the blank more than it is the movie. So and and just the the you know barrage of like you know oh we got all these sexy assistants around and you know women be throwing themselves at Adam Sandler and 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 uh, the wife's sister is you know she's just sleeping with everybody's brother you know like there there are certain things like that that are uh, you know a bit crude and a bit maybe less socially enlightened than we like to be these days um and you know they they are what they are you can't change them now in the past you can't click that remote and go back but as far as those elements go those elements that usually kind of turn me off the more crude and crass and the more not to not to you know i don't want to launch a war in the comments but you know the humor that skews more misogynist certainly uh maybe not in like a mean or malicious way but certainly plays into those stereotypes uh, you know those elements are here i don't love them but they also didn't wreck the overall impact of the movie and the scenes that really do have their heart in a good place and you know for again that slacker you know almost stoner kind of person you know i could see this being very touching as well you know this kind of speaks broad if you can tap into it for some of us if you can see past the crudeness or if the crudeness is your inroad either way you're kind of winding up at the message at the end and and the movie giving again way to the more um just thoughtful and you know, harder hitting themes. Uh, Yeah, I I liked the journey of that going from, yeah, this fun, innocuous slacker comedy, ooh, fantasy element. We got this remote that could do everything, but then slowly it's, you know, reading your mind and and again, enhancing and amplifying your, uh, you know, your, your core tendencies, your id almost. And, you know, in doing so, It's highlighting the way in which, yeah, like a lot of, you know, we all go on autopilot. We all want to check out of certain things. And it's basically telling you that you should be present for everything. And yeah, at the end, that culminates in good things, fun things. You know, he wants to tell his uh, parents that he loves them. He wants to spend that time with the kids and the family right now. 
Thank you to America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh, for partnering with us. It's always great to partner with people whose services you actually use because as someone like me who's always juggling a packed schedule between filming and editing, finding time for healthy eating can be a challenge. That's where HelloFresh has been a game changer for my life. With HelloFresh, I get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and delicious recipes delivered right to my doorstep so I don't have to step outside. It's revolutionized my home cooking experience, making it not just easy, but super enjoyable and affordable. Keyword, I recently tried their delicious barbecue pineapple flatbreads and their zucchini pomodoro penne bake. Both were mouthwateringly delicious and fit perfectly with my pescatarian lifestyle. Pescatarian, that's so fancy. And asking my friends who love meat, HelloFresh has an incredible variety. It tempts me to be a meat eater again. People I know have really recommended their lemon parsley chicken paylard, I think is how you pronounce it, and the fuego chicken fajita tacos. Regardless, HelloFresh menu has something for everyone. But of course, it's not just about the food. It's about saving time too, not having to wait in line at a grocery store, even self-checkouts on fast enough these days. The convenience of having everything delivered pre-portioned right to your door is priceless, especially with their quick and easy meals like 15-minute recipes, spending less time in the kitchen and more time doing what I love, which is filming and editing. So here's the deal. If you want a great way to support the channel and also support, you know, having a new lifestyle, a healthy, affordable lifestyle in the year 2024, go to HelloFresh.com slash RejectsFree and use code RejectsFree for free breakfast for life. You heard that right. One breakfast item per box while the subscription is active. Free breakfast for life for HelloFresh.com slash Rejects free. Use promo code Rejects free. Try it out and let me know your favorite dishes. Stay healthy and let's keep enjoying those movies and shows. All right, Reject Nation, let's get real for a moment. Running this channel is incredible, but managing finances, especially taxes and budgeting, both for the channel and my personal life, can be overwhelming. That's where Rocket Money has been a financial lifesaver for me, even before I ever partnered up with them. Like I said, I've been very fortunate to be working with brands whose products I already use, so it's a win-win for them. Why? But it can be a win-win for you too, because there's a reason I use them. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that simplifies managing money by canceling unnecessary subscriptions, lowering bills, and crafting a budget that fits you your specific lifestyle. For someone like me who can easily lose track of expenses throughout every single day of the month, it's been eye-opening to see where I was overspending, stuff I don't use that I kept paying for, especially apps. Man, I was way too many apps. Rocket Money does the heavy lifting by analyzing your spending, then customizes notifications to help you stay within your budget goals. It's not just about saving money. It's about actively seeing and feeling your financial progress. It's a great feeling. They track your monthly subscriptions too. So many free trials I've signed up for that I forgot to you know, get rid of before the free trial was done. Making it super easy to cancel the ones you don't use. A couple of clicks and you're putting money back in your pocket. I'm telling you, have you ever found hidden subscriptions or pay for services you forgot about? Because Rocket Money is a huge asset in helping to uncover those and even negotiate some of my bills down to up to like 20%. So if you're ready to take control of your finances and there's no better time than now because it is the beginning of the year, check out Rocket Money and see how much you could be saving. Stop wasting money on things you do not use. So to help support the channel and help support your wallet, visit rocketmoney.com slash rejects. Rocket Money currently has a over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. They've helped me and I'm confident they'll do the same for you. That's rocketmoney.com slash rejects. Your bank account will thank you. But two, I mean, it's it's also about, yeah, you got to take the showers and sit in the traffic and have the arguments and freaking give them massage. Everybody's so averse to giving massages and and like warming things up in the bedroom. And I'm like, why guys? Like, geez, like again, and, and it's part of the, 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 goofiness of the of the plot and all that but i feel like you know i don't know yeah it's it's like you're trying to fast forward through this part to get to the already you know the the briefest most good part i guess to you but also uh yeah i don't know <laughs> i'm just like how did you guys like is this always you're like there's that whole 
frequent joke of like, oh, it's so short, you know? And I'm like, but was it ever long if this is your attitude? Anyway, uh, yeah. And then those things slowly picking up to the point where it's like, oh, I can't stop it. The thing is anticipating uh, my thoughts and my, you know, inclinations and it knows what I want to skip. And, and, you know, life can feel that way. Like it's like time is outside your control, certainly. And that, you know, it's rocketing by and you're blinking and you're waking up, you know, many months later. And, you know, obviously not one to one. You've got all your memories. You know, you're there every day and there's a mundanity that comes with that. But it is possible. Like time is a tricky and a strange thing and it moves fast and slow all at once. And uh, and I thought this in, in more subtle ways kind of spoke to that. And it's this the fear, the horror element that kind of sets in over time is you're like, oh my God, you know, I don't have control over this now. You know, there are lapses in my memory and I'm sort of coming to and, and you know, it's almost like you're, it's almost like the story of someone disassociating. If you removed the sci-fi element of, you know, the remote and all the fun stuff, like I thought it was really fun what they did with the, you know, like the construct and, and checking in on the rules and like, okay, so you're kind of in an autopilot, like a really low grade autopilot when you're fast forwarding or skipping chapters. And I mean, I guess it's lucky that, you know, this guy's paths that, that he was on in autopilot basically led him to like huge, uh, you know, again, economic success. Um, but it does. It is just a, like a funny thing to me. I'm, I'm like, oh, OK, interesting. Like, you know, because it could go so wrong in so many ways on autopilot when you're skipping ahead. Like I I have to imagine it's like he he thinks about what he wants and he gets there. So it's also a manifestation. Uh, but but, you know, like what if you got three years later to the point you thought you'd get your promotion and find yourself like out of the street or something, you know, but but those are things that I wasn't really thinking about during the movie. And those are just things that, yeah, you you can muse about within the high concept of it you know but for again a high concept comedy like this that a doesn't have to get very emotional if it doesn't want to and b doesn't have to develop the sci-fi you know doesn't have to develop the high concept doesn't have to develop the rules of the world or whatever i thought they did a fun job of paying attention to those things and you know, playing with time subtly so that, you know, when you're further into his life, you know, the set designs are really different and you're in like a future hospital at the end and like the hair uh, cuts are changing and the outfits are changing and getting more, you know, sort of out there and more futurized and everything. And the makeups too, like there are old age makeups, there are younger age makeups for some of the older actors. I thought all that stuff was nice. Uh, you know, the, the fat suits, like again, for, for some of the more uh, progressive and inclusive uh, conversations we have, you know, developed in our culture, you know, since this came out, you know, like it's, you know, you're, you're using that, the, the bigger body for a punchline, which is kind of a drag, but it also does factor into the story to some degree. Again, like those are things that if you really wanted to like flesh those threads out and be like, Oh man, like, you know, this again, Adam Sandler is able to like skate through this movie, having like a fine enough physique whilst also like always eating candy so like i was like if you'd done this maybe a little more gradually but you know again there's that effect of like well when he wakes up that way and it's like totally foreign you know like i i get the choices they made here if it was my movie i might have uh you know finessed them a little better or um I don't know, just done it in a way that doesn't punch down quite as hard. Um, but, you know, again, for, for the sensibility of what this is, it's not to be unexpected, really. And I thought that, yeah, the, the, the greater strokes of the movie and, you know, the message behind it and just the way that it's characterized and the ensemble they drew together was quite charming. And, yeah, by the end, like, this did transcend from being just a fun, whimsical uh 
again, sort of uh, off, uh, not off the cuff, but but yeah, that sort of like, um, what is, I don't know what to call that demeanor, but that, you know, uh, that ribbing sort of demeanor, that sort of, uh, that very um, like big brother kind of noogie demeanor where like, yeah, you know, like it, it's, uh, it's busting a lot of balls and stuff like that. But I bought the, you know, actual sentimental side. And I feel like we're also kind of witnessing that transition from, you know, more broad comedy for Sandler into, you know, starting to, to play with drama because, you know, when you get to the end there again, like when he's uh, saying, when he's replaying the moment of his father saying, I love you, son, and, and you know, looking at him that way. And even when uh, he's got the the bit later on, uh, or no, no, it's just before that with, with his son. But but then, yeah, later on when he wants, you know, his son not to make the mistakes that he did and, and you know, to go on the honeymoon instead of staying back and working on this project that's in shambles or whatever. You know, like those moments I bought the commitment and the emotion and all that. Too. And so like the sweet things that are supposed to tug at your heartstrings ultimately work. And so do the cautionary things. And I think that's I, I'm starting to see that that's kind of the magic when it's working of an Adam Sandler movie. You know, it's the heart that arises despite, you know, the more abrasive parts of the main character often's attitude. Um, sometimes it's characters around them. Like if you're watching the water boy or something like that, you know, um, Bobby Boucher is like a, he's a very endearing and sweet character. Whereas I'm more used to seeing Adam Sandler play guys like this, who are again, a bit of a wise ass and who are, you know, real ball busters and stuff like that. You know, he's a kind of a guy's guy. Uh, so yeah, yeah, like w- those elements are here and sometimes they're funny uh, and the rest of it, you know, it, it, I don't know. It, it's it's attuned well enough that when you suspend disbelief for, you know, what we know is the Sandler verse kind of. Uh, yeah, like this is an example of a movie that I thought tied together quite nicely and that worked and that, you know, showcased a good amount of heart and a thoughtful story. I could tell, like, again, I, I, I hesitate to say that Adam Sandler, I, I hesitate to use the word mature or maturing maturity, but it does have a more mature quality to it or it's aspiring to something more mature uh you know whilst also having like a bunch of humping dog jokes and stuff like that but you know uh again for what this is and for who it's playing to you know this uh, it's again the kind of comedy that i don't put at the top of my taste scale but at the same time i can tap into when it's good and when again there are you know other elements around, be they good casting, an interesting concept, some heart, uh, again, a little bit of, you know, world weariness or whatever that is. And I thought this tied together very nicely into all of that while also taking time to have a, a good sense of attunement with its fantasy. And uh, yeah, I found it overall to be really fun and charming. So uh, those are my thoughts on Click. Uh, let me know your thoughts as well. Good soundtrack on this too. Um, and yeah, a lot of nice little character beats in between the the more broad and, and crass elements so uh so yeah i think there's a lot for a lot of different people to grab from this and again just a great high concept jumping off point in the universal remote and all that stuff uh so yeah that's what i got for now leave me your thoughts down below stay tuned for whatever comes next leave me whatever other adam sandler joints you want uh one or any of us to check out and uh yeah we'll catch you on the next one much love for now people and uh cheers